friend of mine called me to ask a question, and it was a question prompted after reading Acts 18, verse 28. And I want to read this passage for you. I'm going to start from verse 27. And it says, Apollos had been thinking about going to Achaia, and the brothers and sisters in Ephesus encouraged him to go. They wrote to the believers in Achaia, asking them to welcome him. When he arrived there, he proved to be of great benefit to those who, by the grace of God, had believed. He refuted the Jews with powerful arguments and public debates. Using the scriptures, he explained to them that Jesus was the Messiah. The question he asked was this. What scripture proves that Jesus was the Messiah? So his question concerns what scripture Apollos used to explain to the Jewish people that Jesus was the Messiah. As Apollos debated with the Jews, the text said he used the scriptures as his primary source. There are two points I want to make in answering this question. The first is this. When the word scripture is mentioned in the New Testament, it is almost always a reference to the Old Testament scriptures. For the Jews of the first century, the Old Testament was a credible source, especially on information about the Messiah. It is a source that they can verify or fact check, as they say today. There were a tiny percentage of people living in the first century who could read. And those who could read, such as the scribes, the Pharisees, and others of the elite and ruling class who might have been a part of this conversation, that Apollos was having and had access to the manuscripts could see if what Apollos said was true. It wouldn't make any sense for him to cite a source no one can access. However, though, for those who could not read and did not have access to the manuscript, I'm going to speculate here that they would have been satisfied that Apollos referenced a source that the people trust. He argued that everything the Old Testament said regarding who or what the Messiah embodies was fulfilled in Jesus, especially the death and resurrection. What I notice is that Apollos used the same strategy as Jesus did. For Jesus, when he was on earth, also referenced the Old Testament as a valuable source when he taught the people about the Messiah. And here's a great example. In Luke 24, verses 25 to 27, and also Luke, Luke 24, 44 to 46, it says this. I want you to listen carefully to this passage. 
starting from verse 25. Jesus said to them, you foolish people, you find it hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then he said, When I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their eyes to understand the scriptures. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. You'll notice that Jesus pointed to three categories or groupings of scripture. Let's go with the word categories. First, he pointed to the law of Moses, which which are the first five books of the Old Testament. Then the prophets and then the psalm as verifiable sources of information on the Messiah's suffering and resurrection. Right? The verses that we read in Acts did not inform us of the specific text that Apollos used in his explanation. However, we know that from Jesus's example that we just read, that Apollos would have selected passages from one or more categories. I cannot give all of those references for the sake of time, but I'm going to read at least one verse from each of the categories so you can get a sense of how Apollos was able to present his arguments to the Jewish people. So the first one is found in in the law of Moses, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. And it says, Moses continued, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. Okay, so that's the prophet. That's the Moses in the law. And the the prophetic category is Isaiah chapter 53 verses 5 to 6 says, But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. So, so far, both the the scripture I read in the Law of Moses and the scripture I just read in the, from the prophets are concerning the Messiah. And the psalm, Psalm 22, verse 1, it says, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? And if you've been in church for any, for a significant amount of time, especially during the Easter season, when they are talking about the crucifixion of Christ, this this particular verse was one of the verses that he, Jesus, cried out. 
of course he you know for when I was growing up it, it was read in the King James version it's a little bit more po- poetic uh, it says my God my God why have you forsaken me right you know Jesus and the writers of the New Testament often don't refer to specific verses and the reason is that verses and chapters weren't a part of the original Old Testament manuscripts that Jesus, the apostles, and the first century Jews were reading. Scholars inserted the verses and chapter divisions in the Bible around the 15th and 16th centuries. So here we come to the second point. The second point is that many in the first century, when they interacted with Jesus, recognized the the prophet's writing as being fulfilled in him. They recognized the prophet's writing in their interactions with him. For example, I remember a narrative in the New Testament in the book of John. After a guy named Philip met Jesus, he went and told his friend. And you can tell from what he told his friend that he recognized the prophetic writings in his interaction with Jesus. Uh, Verse 445 of St. John chapter 1 said, Philip went and looked for Nathanael and told him, We have found the person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. As a matter of fact, I left out a word I think was crucial. Philip says, we have found the very person Moses and the prophet wrote about. Also, there's another popular verse I want to share, a popular story from the woman who met Jesus at the well. And the statement she made when she told her community about him, that she also recognized the prophetic writings in him. She said, I know, and this is taken from St. John chapter 4, verses 25 to 29, and then 25 to 26, and then I kind of jumped ahead to 29 and 30. So here we go. I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could it possibly be the Messiah. So the people came streaming from the village to see him. You know, the first century Jewish people who were converted to Christianity, they pointed to the Old Testament in their conversations with others from Judaism to show that Jesus was the Messiah, just like Apollos did. And not only that, though, but those who encountered Jesus, they recognized the prophetic writings about the Messiah in the things that Jesus did 
and in the things that Jesus said. I, I hope that you guys found this helpful, especially if you have the same kinds of questions floating in your minds. And on that note, I want to say to you guys, have a blessed day. Thank you.